You are now tuning into Goddess Culture with Jordan and Shanice. <laughs> what do people do when I warm up their mouth? <laughs> <laughs> and we're back. Is it on? Yes. <laughs> Shanice. We started. Go ahead. Jordan was doing her warm up routine and I was just like, what's happening? Like, what's happening? Wow. You couldn't have hit me with a, a hootie hoo or something. Like, this thing is on. Right. Um, well, we're at the top of the episode, so this is our, um, whenever we record an episode, reminder that if you like what you hear, yes. to like us, to comment, to subscribe, to share it with your people, to post on your Instagram story, yes. to double tap our episode announcement, you know? Yes, like, if you guys want us to keep doing this, because, you know, sometimes we feel like, uh, is anyone really listening? I mean, we see it, we see yeah. the numbers, but it's like, you know, talk to us. Yeah, you guys don't talk to us, so... If we could get like a (laughs) okay, no, there's people who talk to us, there's people who DM us all the time, there's people who always give us great feedback and everything like that. But we definitely want to know. Well, let's just be honest. We we're at episode fifty seven. Okay, we've talked about pretty much everything. So now we need like help. It took (laughs) us about. What do y'all want to hear? What do y'all want to? Yeah, like what do y'all want us to talk about? Because. At this point, we done talked about we everything. Deep. Yeah. <laughs> We're digging deep. We're getting real deep now. So it's like, what is there? Like, what's left? So, yeah, let us know what you think, what we could do better, how we could grow, you know, what you want to hear, all that. Um, so we'll hop. Oh, before we go into that, our getaway to New York City is literally this month. It's crazy how fast this came. Honestly, we have literally one spot left and we have to close the signups and registration Friday. So if you're interested, this is literally the last call. You have until February 7th. Yeah. You know, 11.59 p.m. That's it. If you have questions, you know, DM us, text us if you know us, email us or whatever. I just sound like Bretman Rock. You did. That oh, yeah. Weird. I, I him. like him. Me too. Yeah. We got to remember to tag him so he knows we say <laughs> But um, yeah, if you are interested in coming, you know, come on down. <laughs> I don't know what type of mood I'm in <laughs> Y'all got to excuse me. I don't know. I'm tired, y'all. <laughs> come on down. <laughs> Girl. <laughs> I am tired, okay? <laughs> I just literally busted out like a 36-hour work trip. So the last two days have felt like a whirlwind. So mm-hmm. here we are. You did the most. In a little bit of time. All right, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> it's time for the news. Um, real quick, I just want to touch on... There's a video floating around of a hairstylist who is talking about doing a protective style. And she's basically saying, if you don't come with your hair washed... Blow dried, flat iron, ends clip, she's not doing your hair. And it's weird to me because don't you go to a hair shop to get your hair done? I mean, I don't recall having to do all the work Mm-mm. before I get to the hair shop. To top it all off, one, she's talking about a protective style. So this is to get your hair braided, right? If my This is my opinion, but I feel like as a braider, if you can't braid hair in its natural form, maybe you're not a good hair stylist yeah that's the first thing if, it's, if i'm supposed to be protecting my hair i'm not supposed to be putting heat in it whatever and you're telling me to blow dry and flat iron a little weird to me on top of that she's saying all this while working on what appears to be a young girl maybe middle school age saying that your hair her natural hair is an inconvenience and that she's 
adding more charges from the um, for the longer she has to detangle, the longer she has to flat iron, blow jar, or she'll send you home. Like that just seems like a punishment for people with uh, natural hair who want to come get a protective style. That's not fair. So if you can't do the hair. Yeah. As it grows out the head, maybe you shouldn't do that type of hair then. Maybe yeah. you should forego that type of client because it's not fair to them. It's rude, and it's. I would hope that little girl doesn't feel like her hair is a nuisance, right? Or that her hair is an inconvenience. But you don't know what's being reinforced at home, and you know you could be shitting on this girl's whole self esteem. Self esteem. I just think it's fucked up. So first, you, you can't braid natural hair. Maybe you shouldn't braid it. So fucked up. First of all, I feel like I've grown up. I was raised in a beauty salon. Like, literally, I can tell you what each instrument do. Like, my aunt, my cousin, my family just, like, always owned hair shops. And I just know for a fact this lady can't possibly be a professional cosmetologist because there's no way you could tell someone to show up with all these things already finished, already washed, already detangled, all these things. What, are, what is left for you to do? What what Honestly. are you supposed to do? Like I'm I'm confusion. And lastly, like I saw the video, she was damn near burning that little girl's ends, just trifling. Honestly. And then she just she just she just sounded really ignorant. And, and having her to be educating somebody because she thought she was ed- educating right, somebody. She was like this. This is somebody she was like teaching how to book yeah. to break. This is just it's a mess and gross. If you ask me, so. no. And honestly, you should not only forego the client, but just forego the whole profession because um, cosmetologists are supposed to be privy to doing hair in all different types of states, whether it be 4C to 4A or whatever style or curl pattern you have. And if you only can do a specific one, you probably should just sit this whole entire industry out. And yeah, she's canceled. Yeah. Topic two. Um... Kobe Bryant, I know we're coming in, you know, our episode is happening a little after the big um, heartbreaking news, um, but we couldn't let this episode go by without saying that Kobe Bryant and his daughter Gianna and the other um, victims of the helicopter crash um, are on our hearts and on our minds. And just to make sure that, like, we're giving them um, the same due diligence that we gave Kobe and Gianna. The rest of the victims are Peyton and Sarah Chester, Alyssa, John, and Carrie Altabelli, Kristen Mauser, I'm sorry, Christina Mauser, and Ara Zobian. I, I apologize if I'm butchering last names, but um, we just wanted to do what we could to send our love to the families and the people who love them because we know it's incredibly difficult. Um, and death is always hard when it's sudden. I mean, it's hard, period, but... It's a little, you can prepare yourself if someone has been sick or if someone's old, but for it to come out of the blue like that is um, sickening. So sad. To say the least. Um, I feel like even if Kobe Bryant and Gianna and wasn't on the plane, like this still would be such a catastrophe. Like yeah. just nine people going up and going about their day and dying is. Mm-hmm. literally the saddest thing ever and that's not something that usually happens here locally so mm-hmm. um i'm sure it was just like a shock to everyone um i do find like some like peace in knowing like i'm not a huge basketball fan but everyone knows kobe bryant everyone did in middle school where they say kobe and yeah. you throw the, the ball to the garbage or whatever so um i do find like a little peace in knowing that you know we can't really question god but he 
Kobe served his purpose. Like he did mm-hmm. what he came what, here to what do. he was here to do. And I think it was Lauren London who said, you know, enjoy people who God lends to you because you never know when their moment is. And it just reinforced yeah. the fact that we never know when our moment is. We'll never know when our family's moment is. It's just always a reminder to not end things on bad terms and not go overnight arguing with people and just not to not to carry around this anger or weight because when that person's gone, that person's gone. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So it's just an extreme tra- tragedy. And we're all like still shooken up about it. Like every time someone says something, I'm just like, oh my gosh. Like this, this just brings back yeah. all those emotions. It doesn't feel real. It's one of those things that doesn't feel real. Like, At I can't, all. I can't. I'm not, I'm not going to front like like she said earlier. Like I wasn't a huge. I'm not a huge basketball fan and probably to, you know, still won't be. Um, just because I don't watch the sport like that, except like big games or when I'm forced to. Right. And but everybody knew Kobe. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like everybody knew his impact or knew something about him that made you feel good about him. Um and what he did and what he stood for in basketball and the principle of working hard. Yeah. And making sure women in sports had opportunities because he had all girls and it, you know, resonated with him. So Right. And then apparently he like went to church before he like got on that plane. Mm. So that just also makes me think like, you know, our steps and, are already laid out for and us. And he said he wanted to die young. And so. by the looks of his relationship with his daughter, she probably wouldn't have made it had it been him yeah. to just go. Yeah, I saw um, a lot of a lot of like people opinions on social media. Like if there had to be one, and that sounds like terribly it sad, sounds terrib- but like yeah. basically, if it had to be one, it made sense for it to have been Gianna for them to go together. Yeah, you know. Because of, like, how tight their bond was. Yeah. And I don't have kids, so I, I can't speak to that. But I can imagine, you know? Right. It's just a tragedy. Yeah. It's so sad, and I'm still shooken up about it. Yeah. And I guess one last shitty note before our episode gets nice and fun. Ugh. Is that, um, you know, the inevitable happened and Trump was it um, impeached. It's a sad day. Yeah. So apparently they didn't have enough senators to cast the not guilty vote to acquit President Trump on this on the second of two impeachment charges obstruction for the obstruction of Congress. He has also been cleared of abuse of power. Voting continues. It's sad. Yeah, I'm at a point where I can't even. That's um, so sad. I'm not even tuned in how I was. As far as like all this political stuff is concerned, and um, I was tell- well, I didn't tell Shanice. I feel like I was about to tell it, but then I don't remember what happened. I have a brain, um, attention span of an ant. <laughs> but I was in DC yesterday and today, and it was like so gloomy and dark. I don't know what it looked like in Jersey today because by the time I got here, it was sun was starting to set. But mm-hmm. it was like so overcast and like quiet. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. It just felt like the energy was, it was like off. off. They yeah. need like a massive amount of sage. To, to get to get to get, get burn the whole burn a whole bush of sage because the energy is just not right. It a, a blind man can see that Trump is guilty. Okay, but if at the bare minimum, not fit to be president. I mean, I just don't understand guilty. why jail. We, <laughs> okay, that too. But why we ever elected a celebrity in chief in that way is very weird. I mean, there needs we have stipulations about whether or not you're born in America and how old you are, but we don't care about what political experience you have to become president, the leader of the free nation. When it comes to white privilege, 
nothing matters. Yeah, it's crazy. And it's unfortunate. But I do see a lot of people standing up for the fact that they do believe that Trump is wrong. But at this point, I, I just think it's above us. Yeah. It's just all above us. And it really doesn't matter what we think or what we say. Let me tell you something. Um, uh, Shiloh told us back in 20... Uh, right. <laughs> I'm about to resurface say? that video. <laughs> Shiloh told us... That Trump was going to ruin... Gonna put all the brown people in jail. jail. Okay. And look. Dump clump. That's what she was saying in <laughs> Literally. Since then. And, you know, we didn't take heed from the mouths of babes. She knew what she was, she was talking about. Literally. So, that's insane. But... Um, before we wrap it up, I need to shout out Shiloh. Thank you for reminding me because I almost forgot. And she would have been so mad. Shiloh let me borrow her pink gel pen wow. today. Come on, support. And she said that she listens to the podcast. She's 10, so she probably shouldn't be. But <laughs> um, we love support. So shout out to Shiloh for always supporting Goddess Culture. We love you, girl. Yeah, and we need to get Shiloh on the show. Why, at, why do we play ourselves? <laughs> Shiloh, you trying to come on the show? That would be an episode. That would be an episode to remember, honestly. Because every day listening to her drama from school and stuff, I'm just like, oh, what it's like to be 10. <sighs> I'd go back. Girl, one-way ticket. Like, I'll start all over. But um, the affirmation. All right, the affirmation this week is super simple, something that um, I just want everybody to internalize. If you build it, they will come, you know? If you have a vision, if you have a dream, if you are passionate about something, do it. And the people who need to see it, the people who will take advantage of it, the people who will be inspired by it, will buy it, will share it with their friends and family, they will do so, but don't let your fear of like, oh, maybe people aren't going to like it. The people who don't like it, it's not meant for them. The people who don't want to participate, whatever your vision, your dream is, is not meant for them. And um, a little a piece of advice for myself, because, you know, as Shanice and I are still building goddess culture, I mean, it's as a business owner, it's inevitable to get caught up in like, why aren't, you know, why aren't this subgroup of people not participating? Or how do we get more people? Or how do we get this certain type of person to come on our trips or to listen to our show or to attend our events? And it's not about the people who aren't coming on the show, coming to, you know, to listen to the show. It's not about the people who aren't coming on our wellness retreats. It's about the people who want to and who are. So the question isn't how do we get them? The folks who are not engaging, it's how do we make loyal customers or loyal listeners out of the folks that we do have? Mm. Um, yeah. So I if you want to make them soaps, girl, and your friends and family are telling you, don't nobody want to buy soap from you, like your raggedy business, you make your soaps. Yeah. And somebody is going to come buy them. It doesn't matter how many millions of soap makers there are in this world, how many hundreds of soap makers there are in your town, like... Yeah. Do what you are passionate about doing and the people who that product, that service, that thing is meant for will show up to support you. Absolutely. I think we get so caught up in the fact that we're trying to make sales and see like a bottom a bottom line. Yeah, see a number. See a number. And I think because we'll touch on this today in our chat anyways, but um, when Jordan and I first started, you know, incorporating travel into our business plans and our strategies which let me tell y'all about the first trip it was like it was hard it was we were stressed we were trying to sell out a trip 
up until the moment it happened up on up until the, the day before we traveled yeah. so it was it was just like you know let's build great trips let's build great itineraries let's build let's show them our make great customer service yeah. yeah let's make a great experience and when people come they'll have a good time regardless like they're gonna feel good about it when they leave us so that you know eventually we'll continue to grow based off of that and mm-hmm. i think that should always be the focus like just focus on having a good result yeah and then the people will come yep and the people have come yeah like it's been a year two years what do we say? 2018. 2018, August. So yeah. it'll be a year again in August. And since our first trip, every trip has been sold out. Mm-hmm. So I'm I telling you. I mean, y'all. we were stressing about that first trip. And then someone on the first trip told her sister to come. And her sister came on the second trip. Like, we were like, this is our first time. Are we in over our heads? And like, literally, as we're at this trip, we check our we travel and we have somebody new register and the girl was like yeah i told my sister she should join the next one right and, and then she signed up and then and she's coming we have back. The, we have this like <laughs> f- five people they all referred to come back yeah. so it's like between the next three trips we already have like f- returning guests people who recommended us people who said they should travel with us mm-hmm. so it's just like do do what you gotta do do the right thing make sure people feel like they're getting their money's worth make sure Mm -hmm. people feel like they're getting the product they were promised and people will come like they will flock to you we promise okay yeah and time is on your side like i mean granted time is on your side in the way that if you start now you have time to build something great don't wait forever like don't wait until the moment is perfect because there is no perfect time. There Timing isn't. will never be right in that way. So strike when the iron's hot. And once you start, don't get caught up in, I have to be successful today. I started yesterday and in a year I need to have 100,000 followers. Like, get comfortable in knowing that it takes time to be great. You heard it here first. Because this is how you become a bad boss as. You know, censor, bleep. <laughs> Bitch. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, I told you I have no sense today. I actually don't understand where I'm... Bitch. <laughs> I hate you. I'm dead. Okay. All right. So on to our unboss. This week we have Christina Martinez. And I found her on social media because she makes the most beautiful art. So on Instagram, her um, name is so underscore trail. So S-E-W, like a needle and thread, underscore T-R-I-L-L. She makes these beautiful pieces um, where... I'm going to pull one up so I can actually describe it to you. It looks like... So sometimes she'll do pieces where like um, like there are like different fashion um, like outfits lined up by each other. And it looks like the bottom of them are like melting. Like they're not like completely cut off like a photograph. I don't know. It's so cute. Like you know how if people how people line up um, crayons and they melt them? Yeah. How the bottom looks? Yeah. It kind of looks like that at the bottom. Oh. I think it's cool. And then, um, but she, she makes sure that she focuses on like different skin color, different hair texture, like... Girls in wigs, girls with braids, girls with no hair. Like, it's cool. It's cute. Um, she has a daughter who, fo- like, watches her and follows everything she does. I-, I don't know if this is true, but her daughter looks like she wants to be an artist when she grows up, too. And she, like, mimics her mother's style. Oh, that's so cute. Yeah, it's so cute. She has a son, too. Uh, but I-, I just see her post, like, her daughter's artwork as well. Um, but some of her um, paintings look like they could be self-portraits. Um, maybe I should do more research and actually find that out. But 
um, her work is beautiful. And I know for sure when I get some more coins because she's not cheap, <laughs> um, there will be some Christina Martinez hanging in my house. Like, yes. without a shadow of a doubt. She's been to Art Basel in um, Florida. And I think she got an Art Bay, if I'm not mistaken. Oh. So that's a cute little match made in heaven, you know? Um, but yeah, her name is Christina We'd Martinez. Love to see it. Yes, her um, social media is so trail s e w underscore trail, and her website where you can purchase her things is juninmars.com slash shop dash all. Slash is the slanted one. Dash is the tiny little um, <laughs> the dash. <bar. laughs> just just for people who don't know the difference between the slash and the dash. And, um, yeah, she also has, like, a, a, a little collaboration, um, little as in there are a few pieces, not little as in trivializing her stuff, but um, ear, earrings and a necklace that is, like, modeled after one of her, like, popular motifs, like, the flower motif in her artwork. So, if you don't want to buy art for the wall, you can also buy your, some art for your body. And um, she's just super dope. And if you like her, you buy something, buy me something too, and I'll send you what I want. <laughs> and also tell her that Goddess Culture um, sent you her way. Yeah, her page looks so dope. I actually feel like I want something too. I feel right? like I'm manifesting. Well, I'm already planning that I'm going to be, you know, buying a house. Uh-huh. So I'm speaking into existence. So I've started buying little things for my future house. Nice. You know, just so I could have a little collection when I do my about so I'm not too poor to splurge. Yeah. So, yeah, we got to speak it into existence. That we do. Um, Jumping into our goddess chat, we are talking all things travel. Mm-hmm. So, you guys know, goddess culture started off as a podcast, and uh, we decided to incorporate travel into our strategy because we both travel so often and we're like obsessed with it. So we decided why not combine our passions and just make it a thing. Um, I guess we could tell you kind of how we led up to it before we like get into the chat. But um, at my previous employer, I had like a... A mentor, I would call her. She, like, literally anything goddess culture, she was, like, down to support. She literally, anytime we collected for donations, whether it be, like, for a goddess regardless, school supplies, like, anything, she always was, like, let me know, I'll help. So she always was just, like, really great to us. And then she ended up leaving the company. I feel like I told this story before, but in case you... For our new followers. For our new followers, Yeah. Um, so she ended up leaving the company and then, you know, when she was transitioning into like moving to the East coast, she, she was telling me like, you know, you love to travel. Jordan loves to travel. Like just, you know, do it. Like I'll help you guys. Like, you know, whatever you need, we could really start it off. Come to Santa Barbara. Cause at that point she was moving to Santa Barbara. Uh, come here. I'll tour you guys around. I'll rent a car and I'll really help you guys put this together. So of course we were like, we're down, like we're down. Like this is a great idea, but the first struggle, which we encountered a bunch, was the fact that we had to be able to sell this trip and, you know, make it a seamless experience. And like we said in the affirmation, we wanted to build out something that was a representation of who we are. Mm-hmm. And having an authentic trip that is a great experience, along with the help from um, our mentor, it just worked out perfectly. And that's kind of how we fell into travel. And She's someone we still work with to this day who still supports us, who still encourages us. And 
we have just like grown in this position. So we want to share everything we've learned with you guys and just kind of help you guys out there if you want to travel solo or if you want to travel with a group. We it wouldn't be us if we didn't, you know, start off with a little salesy pitch. You should travel with Goddess Culture. <laughs> you should definitely travel with us. Um, there's so many key like things that you experience on our trips and one of the things being is that you'll have an authentic experience and you're going to be around genuine people and you're going to have a good time and people always feel leave feeling like they got their money's worth yeah so and we do all the work yes like you don't plan anything for the moment show up from the moment you step off your plane we literally have curated the trip from start to finish like you don't have to worry about where you eat, you don't have to worry about what type of things you're going to do while you're in the other country or the other city. Um, we do everything. We really do. We get a chef, like, we get Literally. a chef. Literally. <laughs> and if you've, seen, if you've seen our stories, like, we don't cut corners, so you're getting a oh, yeah. luxury experience for an affordable price. Go to our Instagram. We have a highlight. I need to have more to that highlight. Called. I keep saying I was going to do that. The highlight is called a drum roll goddess getaway. <laughs> you can find it. Yeah, it's the goddess getaway highlight. And we're actually gonna break them up so you can see by trip like the accommodations, the type of things that we do, you yeah. know, see the group, what what have you. Um, but yeah, we, we pull it out separately. So And if you're if you're um worried about the fact that oh you're traveling by yourself, literally no one knows each other when they get on these trips. Yeah. We probably know a couple people who are returning, but for the most part everyone is new and they're all meeting each other and by like the The first end of the first night. Yeah, by the end of the first night, everyone is like best friends. We set our trips up in a way that gets people comfortable day one. Like you don't have to like spend a couple days and you know, let the awkwardness like fall off. Like we take care of that right away. We start yeah. getting you drunk. <laughs> we get Listen. the alcohol flowing early. We have food, fun right away. We eat. Like vibes. that's the best way to get to know somebody is to eat and drink with them. And Absolutely. We get that cracking like from hour mm. one. At the dough. At the dough. Okay. <laughs> At the dough. <laughs> And yeah, shout out to our team that always come on the trips too, because we are not a team of two. We're a team of like five, yeah. honestly. And everyone does their part and everyone shows up and shows out. So shout out to Jade, Annie, and Alicia for always showing up for us and yeah, making our trips a success. Yeah. So yeah, we'll get into travel now. That was our pitch. We could not start without it. <laughs> you feel me? <laughs> um, the importance of traveling. Okay. We say this all the time. If you die tomorrow and you drop down, your job will be posted on LinkedIn within 24 hours. You know what they're going to do? They're going to bring a grief counselor in for one day mm. to talk to your coworkers. Then they're going to sit with the people that were closest to you and say, um, let's come up with a job description so we can post it. <laughs> they're going to say, what did Jordan do? Tragic. Did I hit everything, or is there something else I don't know about that she did? So we can add it to the to the list of duties. And within twenty four hours, LinkedIn, Indeed. Mm. What else? The other ones. The other ones. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It right. will be called, right. and they'll be trying to fill that spot. And within two business weeks, your position will be filled. Mm-hmm. Okay, your PTO will not be credited to your families, Mm-mm. and you know life will go on. Mm-mm. So. Mm-hmm. 
we say all this to say it is important to use your PTO, okay? And don't feel bad about it. They give all. you that time. Take that time. Take it all. Don't leave them not a day, okay? Unless they convert it into pay, because I know some offices do that. Mm-hmm. But if they don't... And it's not every office. Take that shit. Because my shit is use or lose, okay? <laughs> they don't give me shit else. Listen. Five days roll over, and that's it. Um, yeah. Take that time. Um, so you want to start, you want, you decided you're going on vacation. Mm-hmm. You're looking into places to go. Mm-hmm. What do you do? How much money do I have to spend? How much money do I have budget? Okay. The biggest problem with travel, and I say this to say because I've traveled for a long time and I've, it has happened to me. If you don't plan a budget for how much you're going to spend, not only on the trip, but when you're actually in the location, mm-hmm. you will be fucked. Okay. My senior year of college, I decided I'm grown. I'm going to Miami. Mm-hmm. I took my ass to Miami for Memorial Day weekend with my friends mm-hmm. and we were broke as fuck. So we were in a one bedroom ghetto as hell on Miami Beach, and my broke ass had to call my credit card company and ask for an extension on my credit card because I didn't realize that dinners and breakfast and lunch in Miami was $30 each, okay? So my broke ass (laughs) called Chase, and I was like, hello, I need you guys to push my credit line (laughs) a little bit. A little bit. bit. A, A little bit, you know what I'm saying? So I say all this to say, why okay. you call your yeah, you parents? I, because my parents told me to stay my ass home. Okay. My broke ass home. Okay. So you didn't want to hear what I, I told you so. I didn't want to hear I didn't want to hear I told you so. And I was not if you've been on vacation with me, you know I'm not I'm not gonna get a twelve dollar meal. Like mm-hmm. I'm gonna eat. Like I'm gonna so my meals was, it was like thirty five. Mm-hmm. So and it was my first time in Miami, so child. Right. Yeah. I tried it. So yeah, I say all this to say a budget is Everything. Yeah. If I knew better, I would have done better and I would have known, all right, breakfast, lunch, and dinner in Miami on South Beach is $30 each, period. Like, the starting price is $30 each. So I would have, you know, said, come on, bitches, let's make breakfast. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like, I would have made proper arrangements. Keep in mind, I'm 21, so I was younger and I was, like, down for everything. But, um, yeah, create a budget. Create a, live a healthy learn. budget <laughs> and start saving because things come up on vacation that don't really happen in real life. And then you're on vacation and you don't want to be screwed at all. Yeah. You don't yeah. want to go on vacation and have a like a, a bad time. Yeah. And we always like with the goddess culture trips, we always um, recommend an amount to bring for the location. Yeah. Um, so like, for instance... We told our so we told our folks going to Bali like five hundred is a good amount to bring. Um, we understand that for the entire trip, people will only probably be spending a hundred dollars on food because things are so cheap there. Um, if we know people are only going to spend a hundred dollars on food, that gives you wiggle room to buy souvenirs, to enjoy yourself, and do you know something extra that's not included in the cost of our trip while you're out there. Like it gives you room to. Make sure you can have the experience that you want to have. And, of course, that's our suggested. So you can bring more, you can bring less if you know your spending habits and how you're able to budget and all of that. Um, But when you come into our trips, we say for this area, this location, we know 
what you know it costs to have a good time or what it costs to, to travel comfortably. So this is what we suggest. Yeah. Yeah. So how how do you feel like when you're on vacation? Like why is travel important to you? Um, it's important to me because one, like I like to vacation. It feels like a vacation when I'm near water and living in North Jersey, I'm not near water and going to South Jersey, like it's funny, cute and stuff, but like that's dirty water. It smells a little little shitty down there. Right. No matter how clean the beaches are. Um, so having a chance to like get away and see scenery that's not in my everyday scope is important to me. Yeah. Um, and really like. I need to relax. Yeah. Like, it doesn't matter if you live in New York, New Jersey, or you live in the middle of Missouri somewhere. Like, yeah, life becomes to be a lot. The monotonous of, like, getting up every day and going to work and doing the same things and seeing the same people, like, it can be overwhelming. And you need a chance to, like, step out of your everyday life and unwind. How about you? I feel like travel was, like, my parents kind of, like, I've traveled... When I was younger, like, I traveled a lot, like, Mm -hmm. you know, staying in different places. My parents sent me away. I'm from Brooklyn. Y'all know that. Whatever. But um, every summer I was sent, like, somewhere, whether it be London or, like, Grenada or something, like, for the entire summer. Mm -hmm. So, like, I've been used to, like, distance traveling. And then, like, as I grew older, I'm just like, America is ghetto. America is ghetto. (laughs) There's so many beautiful places in the world that we can see and that we have... The option to see because not many people have this option. Having a U.S. passport is like golden. Yeah, we can get into almost every no pretty. We can pretty get into pretty ever. much every single country yeah. without an issue. Whereas not everyone has that luxury, and I feel like a lot of Americans don't even have passports. So yeah. once I realized that my love for traveling was like deep within, like I just, I just love different cultures. I love being around uh, new people. Like I love exploring and I'm really adventurous so all those things are and like you said relaxing like I just love it all so it's it's really important to me and because it's so important to both of us like it's also really important to GC mm-hmm. so like I feel like with all of those like with having this opportunity to be able to talk about travel and do travel and live through these experiences because I have stories for days but it has it's gonna make like our traveling experiences mm-hmm. so much better. And, um, like, just going off of that, keep in mind that, like, travel, when you get up from your house and go to another city or go to another state, it's constituted as traveling, right? So if you don't have it right now to spend $1,000 on a flight to go somewhere fancy in another on another continent, like, that's okay, too. If you need to take a little five-hour, not little, take a five-hour flight to California or take a three-hour flight to Miami or go to another place, I don't know, trying to Texas or something that's outside of, like, your normal everyday life experience. You're going to D.C. for a weekend. Like, you're, you're still having a chance to change your scenery, and that's literally okay. Right. That's travel, too. And don't shit on people who can't go far because, you know, we're all doing the best we can with what we have. And until people get to a place where they can travel and go far, you know, they're doing what they can to enjoy the life that they have. Right. So let's get into it, y'all. This is this is how we're going to help you guys find travel experiences and get into this travel world. Okay. Mm-hmm. 
Were you pointing? Were you telling me something? No. Oh, okay. Um, for, we talked about having a budget. Now we're going to talk about how you pick your destination. Yeah. Flight deals. So, you know, there's two ways to approach this. But let's say you're new to travel and you want to go somewhere. You're not necessarily tied on where, but you know you want to go somewhere. You have your budget. You know how much you want to spend. I recently learned a trick because before what I used to do is say, like, I want to go to... I used to pick a destination. Well, this I still do this. What I do currently is pick a destination and watch the flights, right? Mm. But if you aren't necessarily tied to a destination and you more so are tied to a budget, you can type in a destination or you can type in like your le- your airport that you're leaving from. So for us, it's any of the New York City, Newark, whatever airports. And you pick the times, like the, the, the dates that you want to travel. Google will pull up flights around the world at that time. And what you can do is you can say, oh, here is a $300 international flight to Brazil. Barcelona. What, exactly. Barcelona in February. So you say, since I found this cheap flight, $300 in February, when they're usually $800, $900, you can go to Barcelona for $300. Right. You know? And you can do that internationally. You can do it within the U.S. But it's a good way to travel and keep your costs low. If you're not tied to the destination, and if you're not tied to the dates, you don't, you know, just what you would, you just want to get away, but you know, you don't have like a bunch of money to spend on it. Right. And what Jordan is talking about is like off season traveling. Mm-hmm. Because, like she said, if it's $300 in February, but it's $800 in August, you're getting the same experience in a sense. Although the weather may be different, yeah. you're still going to get to see like the majority of things you want to see for a discounted price and mm-hmm. something affordable. Um, another option you could use is Skyscanner. Mm-hmm. Um, be careful with Skyscanner, though, because they do have... That's kind of just a hosting site. You can't necessarily purchase from Skyscanner. They will list, like, different sites you can purchase, and not all of those sites are legitimate. But, you know, look for the ones that... It's a good jumping-off point. Yeah, it's a good starting point. Um, I would recommend Expedia, um, Google Flights. Hopper. Hopper. Like, if you're somebody who knows you have... Somewhere you want to go in a time frame that you want to be there. Like when people were watching flights for Spain, we knew that people were traveling, you know, the person was traveling in September. And what they did was they put the destination and the dates in. And what Hopper does is monitors when's the best time to buy your flight. I do that all the time. Like when I go home to Columbus, I put Hopper on and I say, when, you know what I'm saying? That could yeah. be the difference of paying $250 for a flight yeah. over paying $160. Like I pay yeah. $160 for our trip to go home when. Had I waited, like, now flights are $250, $260. Yeah. So, you know, good way to, to keep your budget. Flights are, they set the tone for your trip. No one's really going if they don't have a flight, period. Yeah, you can't. You can't. And then on top of that, the flight costs always fluctuate. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know if this is true, but I've, you know, I've traveled a lot and I've been in travel a little bit. So I do not book. I only book flights between like Sunday and Wednesday because flights, when you look at their like analytics of the flights, they're usually more expensive on the weekends because that's usually when people are looking for looking into trips. Right. You know, Just looking got into, paid. Yeah. Like more income to let spend. me see where I could go. Right. The, the, the flight prices are usually a little higher. So what I would do. Um, it takes me, okay, I've booked a trip in a day and I've booked a trip in a month, but I try not to book too far in advance unless it's goddess culture and it has to be like pre-planned because my life is constantly changing. But this depends on your situation. 
uh, the first week of me looking at the flight, I'm just tracking the flight. Mm-hmm. Then I'll on Google Flights, like we talked about, a good resource. They have an option on the upper right hand side where you could click on called track this flight. So you can pick the flight that you see that works with your schedule and then you hit the tab track this flight and it'll automatically send you emails like, hey, this flight looks like it's going to go up in about four days or, hey, your flight price just dropped. So it gives you the option to watch that flight, at least for the week. So you could kind of see the pattern. And with that, that's kind of how I determine when I'm going to buy the flight. Like if I see within this week it went down twice and went up, then I could say, oh, this flight might go lower or Mm -hmm. something like that. So you just want to really watch your flights. Don't just like book right away because when you look again, and I'm the type of person who will go back and look and see this flight went down, I'm pissed. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. That's all like flight, flight one-on-one. Yeah. There's also another site called Skip Lag. Okay, I do not want to recommend it because I'm hesitant to recommend it because I haven't used it. But um, Skip Lag is basically a flight that looks for... Okay, let's, let's say you guys want to go to California. And the direct flight to California is $400. But you see a flight that stops in California that's really going to Arizona. Like, their first stop is in California. Their second stop and their final stop is in Arizona. And that flight is $250. Skip lag basically gives you the option to book that flight. And instead of taking the flight all the way to Arizona, you're just going to get off at California. Mm-hmm. So you're basically skipping the final destination of flight. Two things. This is actually illegal. So as what fuck. do you do? You drive there the rest of the way? Or what? No, you're, if your destination is California, like you want to go to California, yeah. the cheaper flight is going to Arizona but has a layover in California. You just take that flight to Arizona and just get off and the layover in California. Uh, and you just you that flight was two hundred and fifty compared to the flight directly to California was four hundred. Gotcha. So you're you're saving money, but there's two things. Mm-hmm. One, it's it's technically illegal because the air aviation people consider that you a counted body. So you not being on that flight, not not that they're gonna wait for you or anything. They'll obviously fill your seat, mm-hmm. but like uh, they you know it throws off their count, but. Clearly, they made a system for it, so people are doing it. And then the other thing is you can't check a bag because if there's a layover, they're not going to give you a bag. So this will right. have to be a flight that you're taking with just a carry-on and you're just going for the weekend and you're not checking anything because if you check anything, that shit is going to meet you in Arizona and right. you're going to be in California. Right. But this is just an option if you're trying to save money and you want to travel and you want to cut costs because there's always a way around everything. Mm-hmm. I don't know why they do that thing where they make flights so expensive directly to the place and have a layover there that's cheaper. Yeah. I don't know why. It's all about their analytics and their algorithms, but yeah. there's always a way. So, yeah, that's hmm. that on flight. I have to look into that just to yeah, learn called, about it. I've never heard about it. Yeah, it's called skip lagged. Some good uh, well, you're tapped into. I was say, how did you find this? But you're so tapped into travel. It makes sense. I'm too deep in. Too deep in. Tried it all. Um. So Shanice, with us traveling internationally, obviously the conversation about exchanging money comes up. Um, knowing how much to exchange and knowing where to exchange it. I'm gonna lead by saying because I personally haven't been to enough places where I needed to exchange money that, um. 
I don't, what, where can you say is the most appropriate place to exchange money? Your bank? Okay. So exchanging money is like, y'all heard of Forex, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's, listen, I'm not, I don't want to come for anyone's hustle or whatever, but if you've heard of Forex, which is like foreign exchange, that's basically the training of money. Yeah. And what I've learned, because I've been scammed, and I'll give you guys a, a quick story. I went to Jamaica. Okay. Oh, yeah. Do your research, y'all. Do your research. Know what countries you need to exchange money for. Exactly. That's the key, That's the lesson here. That is the biggest <laughs> lesson. I went to Jamaica. I was already drunk when I landed in Jamaica because I'm going to Jamaica. Mm-hmm. I'm drinking on the plane. Got to Jamaica. As soon as you get through immigration, there's about 10 women standing there telling you, come, come. It's a big little bank thing, Montego Bay Airport. And they're telling you, come, exchange your money, exchange your money. Something in my gut told me, like, girl, don't exchange your money yet. Because usually, like, I'll wait until I get out into the town. Because personally, I would recommend doing it at, like, a bank in the town. But if you're someone who's going straight to the resort and you're just staying on the resort, then that won't be an option for you. Mm-hmm. So I get there and I exchange my I gave them $100 because I'm like, let me just have like a couple of the local currency on hand while I'm traveling through Montego Bay. So I change $100 and I, it goes down. Like, you know, the dollar, mm-hmm. they take their percentage, whatever. I get out of that airport, okay? Not a single person was taking that Jamaican <laughs> dollars. <laughs> I was pissed like y'all yeah, not serious yeah i exchanged money for no reason because not a single person within like the hotel zone the areas was taking that jamaican money so i ended up basically paying them to come into the country <laughs> because they took like 25 percent. That, <laughs> that was my entry. that was my entry fee <laughs> so i say all this to say like <laughs> research before yeah. you go it don't hurt to ask someone you know that's from that area or someone who's been before, like, hey, do they take U.S. currency? Like, do I need to have the local currency on hand? And I would say this also to say that when I went to Africa, you need to have the local currency. Yeah. Like, you cannot operate there with the U.S. currency completely because who's doing conversions on their phone? Yeah. Every five minutes, like, you know, so certain places you need the currency, certain places you don't. Yeah. But do your research. Um, I would also say that you should look up how much you think you're going to get before you exchange because conversion rates obviously are different. Like how the dollar measures up to other um, countries' currency is different. And in some countries, obviously, the dollar is worth more. So if you exchange $100, you'll get 150 in their currency you know, back. But, you know, the euro is expensive. So converting U.S. dollars to the euro, you're losing money. Um, You're less losing money. You're getting less money back when you exchange your money. So don't think like, oh, you know, if I if I convert 500 500 U.S. dollars to whatever their currency is, it's still the same value because you may need to put 700 dollars of U.S. dollars in to get, you know, what you want to spend in that other country. Or you may be fine with your 500 dollars. Yeah. There's um, ways to do the math. Like, I wouldn't tell you to do it by hand because I don't even know that formula. But you can Google U.S. dollar to whatever conversion. And what Google will do is scan and see what the conversion rate is for that currency in that moment. Right. It changes by the second. So if it's $1.19 today or $1.19 today at 
839 by 842 it could be 1.27 like right just so you'll have a ballpark of what you're what you're getting back and also know that um banks will get their depending on the bank the bank will get their cut um if you bank with chase chase doesn't take a fee if you do it in advance if you do it in advance um but you also have to like call the bank and make sure they make have sure that they currency have it. it takes like 24 hours yeah if you need to more than what they have because they have to get it from another bank if you do it at the airport there could be a fee if there is it, a fee um if you do it at a bank that's local to the place there'll be a fee because that's not your bank yeah um so just know that you have to do your research to, yeah. to, to understand how much money that you're going to be getting. And if you use credit cards, yeah. your credit card will charge. Yeah. Um, Unless you so, have a travel card. True. And then it's also cool to, like, instead of if you don't take out cash, you can use your debit card at a local bank and take out the cash, and it'll come out in their currency. Mm-hmm. So that's something I utilized in Spain when I couldn't figure out how to use the ATM. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, there's so many ways. Um we touched on flights. We definitely want to touch on accommodations. Mm-hmm. Um, Airbnb, okay? Listen, live within your means. This is my principle. I'm literally learning now what I should have done before in travel world, but now we know better. We, learn, we know better, we do better. Mm-hmm. So Airbnb, um, hotels, depending on where you're staying, I would say a hotel, but I think Airbnb for like groups... And people work the best. I would say depending on one, the location, and two, what you're looking for, right? So obviously with goddess culture, like we can't um you're looking for water, it's in the hallway. Um, we can't have ten people staying at a Ritz Carlton. You know, one it doesn't make any sense for like creating a community aspect for our groups. Like we like to have common areas, we like to be able to you know, have a living room or have a pool. Like, it makes sense for, like, the way we set our trips up and, like, the type of events and speakers and stuff like that we have come. It's difficult to set up in, like, a hotel boardroom. Um, But if you're traveling, like, with a group of four girls and you want to make sure that, you know, there is 24-hour service to be able to help you, like, maybe a hotel will be better in that instance. But I would still say I'm an Airbnb type of person because I like my own personal space. Yeah. And especially if it's walkable. Like, if I know there's restaurants and bars and clubs and food and all all of that, like, entertainment near, then I'll do an Airbnb. Yeah, and you can literally put in all those um, options on Airbnb's website. Like, mm-hmm. you can put in exactly what you want, zone in to the exact location where you want to be, and really be in the hotel zone for half the price. Yeah. I'm I think the, the houses that we get, It's like... like we spend for for like five bedroom houses. We spend exactly what people would spend on a hotel for a night. Yeah, and you don't get a kitchen or a pool or five other bedrooms. Right, like you don't get a big living room and a, you know, the amenities that we get with the Airbnb. Right. Um. What? Um. Itineraries and planning ahead. Oh yeah, so important. Of course, be open to flexibility, like things come up and things change. But if you can put an itinerary together beforehand, um, you can really plan the success of your trip. Yeah. Like we don't show up places and think, hmm, what am I going to do today? Especially when you're with a group. Like if you're doing a group trip and you're the friend that's putting it all together, like you just have to know, like you need an itinerary. It's too many people, too many moving parts, like 
organization is key. Yeah. But, you know, depending on certain vacations, like, it can be more flexible. Like, if you're just looking for something to just go somewhere and just, like, go. I feel like Mexico was that for me. Mm-hmm. Like, like, you just, didn't have to plan it down to, like, the no, minute. I didn't. And when I got there, like, I just met some random guy on the beach and he, like, helped me pick a bunch of excursions and then I planned my week like within five minutes Mm -hmm. but something like Spain or Bali like I was more like hands-on and like planning for because Mm -hmm. obviously we were with a bigger group and like it's you know across the world yeah so and also if it's like a location where like I feel like Mexico, like you were saying, it's like one of those places where you can go on the beach and there's like a shit ton of stuff to do and yeah. see and get around. But if you're going somewhere like Greece, like yeah. you have to like to take a boat somewhere. You gotta or plan. You have to coordinate with the driver to get from ex you know, from point A to point B because I couldn't tell you how to what the driving rules are in Greece. Exactly. So, like stuff like that. You may you wanna plan ahead and and um figure out. Yeah. And then decide, like, what kind of vacation are you going for? I think the biggest problem with people who travel in groups of people is that everyone has their own agenda. Yeah. If you're, if we're going to Mexico, my version of Mexico may not be the same as someone else going on the trip because I'm going for a relaxing time and they might be going to party. Mm-hmm. You know, make sure that the group that you're going with has, like, similar mm-hmm. um, things that they're interested in because... If you're going for adventure and they're going for relaxation, you might bump heads. And I've definitely heard horror stories of, like, friends not being friends when they came home from vacation. Mm. And luckily, I haven't gone through that. But I've seen it, and it's it could get really ugly. Wasn't there a video of, like, they just, like, t- it was like obviously a joke. But, like, they, the guy just got to the hotel room and he wanted to sleep or something. Right, and his friend was <laughs> like, <laughs> sleep when you're dead or some shit. That video is so funny. Yeah. So, yeah, but, you know, if God has called you, we should you have post that, that option. We should. I'm going to post that. You though. have the option. Like, our trips are relaxing because part of it is self-care and wellness. But we also will choose a day or two where we do adventurous stuff or go out at night. And there's always, it's always like 50-50. Like, half yeah. of the group will want to go out and do that. And the other half will bring their asses home. Yeah. And be sipping tea, journaling and stuff. Like, <laughs> we get, there's that option. There's an opportunity yeah. to, like, go out and have the fun and party, do the adventurous stuff, relax as a group. Or, yeah. you know, break off and take a nap if you need to. Yeah, and you're literally almost never travel. You're never, never. doing something by yourself. You're ne- like, never. there's always someone who's down. Literally. And literally, if no one's down, either Jordan, Jordan and I. Jordan <laughs> you're gonna say that but i meant shanice and i uh, one of us is gonna be with you, one of period. us is gonna go yeah, we don't believe like, in not doing stuff by yourself stuff. at all not on our trip because let me say something i don't know nothing about foreign <laughs> governments and police and stuff like that right so and when your emergency contact is looking for you i want to be able to say yes she is in her she room she is right here okay right. um we touched on itineraries paying for excursions before the trip uh depending on the place yeah like, some places you have to. Like, there's things in Bali we had to book from last year, mm-hmm. you know, because if you're trying to book now, it's sold out. Mm-hmm. So there's things where if you're not on the list, you're just not going to get to do that. And yeah. the the thing about traveling is, like, there's so much to do when you go somewhere. You want to get the most out of that trip. So if you're spending $1,600 to go to Africa, like, we did. Us did. <laughs> I did. You know what I'm saying? You have a hard time owning that. <laughs> <Good>. <laughs> that shit hurt my chest. 
<laughs> but, you know, if you're spending that type of money, you want to make sure that when you get there, you get to do the things you wanted to do. Mm-hmm. So I say all this to say, if you know you definitely want to go to a giraffe mansion or ride the elephants, those should be priority things you probably book in advance mm-hmm. or, you know, work with your travel agent or like your group to yeah. see like what you guys are going to do. And it also helps manage your budget because if you can spend that $100 to book this excursion beforehand, yeah. that's not a $100 you're pulling out of your budget to enjoy while you're there. Yeah. So that's something that like I appreciate a lot is that by the time our guests get to our locations the only thing they have to pay for is a couple of meals and if they want to like buy buy people stuff or go shopping themselves like we don't we have you pay for like 90 percent of the things beforehand so that you know yeah by the time you get there it's fun and relaxing and you're spending your money to have fun absolutely how to travel when people cancel on you yeah go everybody knows that like go the group chat is popping when you're talking about travel and then when it's time to, you know, <laughs> when it's time book to a book, flight or something, it's that like, it's crickets, you yeah. know, it happens or... Yeah. It gets ghetto really quick. And if you plan it out and think like life, you know, your car gets totaled. So that money that you're going to spend on your, I don't know, flight and hotel is now you get a new bumper and windshield. Like yeah. life happens and sometimes people can't come, but um, you have options. Yeah. Option A is to solo travel. Um, we know some. We know so many people who solo travel now. Yeah. It's like a hot topic. Mm-hmm. I think I personally, <clears throat> I don't see it for myself. Same. Only because mm-hmm. I'm a highly social person. Mm-hmm. Like I like to talk to people. Mm-hmm. So who am I going to talk to if I'm by myself? <laughs> like you know what I'm saying? Thanks, like, and I don't see. I, I like to- I think it's awesome, but I don't. I would do it. We'll get there. I don't see myself solo traveling primarily because a bitch is scared. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not going to beat around the bush. Right. I'm not going to beat around. But there are people who doesn't, that's not fearful for them. Like going out and do, you know what I'm saying? I've seen taken way too many times. I'm like, it would be the time. (laughs) But that's not the case. And we know people who solo travel and have an amazing time and make it back safe every time. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Solo travel is a real thing where people enjoy themselves. And I mean, um, Karen, she's coming to Bali with us. Oh, yeah. She's and she's solo, solo travel. travels. And I see her, I, you know, be seeing her on Twitter talking about how she bought the solo travel again. So yeah, she, she had an it. enjoyable enough time that she's doing it back again. to back. And there are bloggers who share their experiences. There yeah. are YouTubers who share their experiences. If you're thinking about it, do your research. Yeah. You, I think it depends on your personality. If you're the type of person who, you know, is comfortable with just doing a traveling vacation by yourself, then that then this is something you like to do. If this, you're someone who normally operates doing things solo dolo, which is completely fine, this is something you're pro- you'll probably be interested in. Mm-hmm. However, at this point in my life, I'm not there. I'm not there. Yeah. I'm not. I like when I go on vacation. Like I like to be around people that I like. Mm-hmm. You know, because that just makes it more Enjoying fun for me. Enjoying the experience with somebody. Yeah, and I feel like. At this point, I would I convince pretty much everybody to go everywhere. So I'll just keep convincing them until they run out. And then I'll just, you know, travel with my siblings. Because yeah. somebody's going to come with me, okay? Somebody's yeah. going to experience this shit. Um, um, so if group you, travel. Group travel. So uh, two parts to group travel. One is if you're thinking about solo traveling and you're not ready yet, but you want to go on experience where you don't know anybody, group travel is a great introduction. Right. We have we've had people, um, specifically someone came to Puerto Rico and said, "I wanted to get into group uh, to solo travel, but I'm scared." 
So she was like, I figured I will come on a trip where I don't know anybody. And she know people now. <laughs> but that's right. the first thing. But she had a blast. Like, she literally walked into Puerto Rico not knowing a soul and left agreeing to come back to another retreat. Right. Um, just like Jordan said, we have flaky friends or we have fl- friends who go through things and you don't want to look at your life and you're, you're constantly turning down these experiences because you don't have someone to go with. Okay. That's not a good excuse to miss out on opportunities to travel the world because yeah. like we touched on earlier, we don't know when our time is going to come. So spend that money. It'll come back. Do the travel. Come on a group travel. There's so many different um, organizations who do group travel. Mm-hmm. Like I was sitting next to someone on the plane who was doing a group travel trip to Africa and goddess culture we do group travel and there's so many different um resources who offer this opportunity and i would say just you know find someone whose values align with your values because some organizations may represent more of a partying lifestyle Mm -hmm. and some may represent wellness lucky for you goddess culture does both exactly (laughs) you know what i'm saying so figure out what group travel specialist works for you and then Mm -hmm. i would say go with that Mm -hmm. Um, I would also just tap into the group travel. One last thing about group travel is size makes a difference. Mm. So something that we we keep our um, trips relatively like medium, small. mm, They're not so small now, but like medium sized trips. So anywhere between our average right now is is maybe 15 people, 12 to 15 people with Bali being our biggest at 20. Right. But a more intimate experience, a more personable experience is had when... Um, I think the size of the trips are smaller. Not to say that big trips aren't successful and great and fun, but they probably fit more of like a party vibe. Right. Um, but I can honestly say like everybody walks out of our trips knowing each other. Yeah. I mean, people be texting. My friends be texting people they met at, people, the, trip. at the trip. Like they're yeah. our friends now. Apparently, <laughs> awesome. I love you know it. I'm saying like you met you now know people from Arizona, whereas before you didn't. Right. Or you know people from Ohio or wherever, Baltimore, wherever else our people are from. Like, that's cool to me. So cool. Yeah. And if all else um, fails, get your mans, get your girl. Hello. On a, a, get out Vacation. Together. Okay, we love to see it. We yeah. love it. I don't know. Hmm. I do. Anyways, um... I don't know a vacation that has ended. I was going to say, I don't know a vacation that has ended, you know, badly, but I actually do do. I actually do know. <laughs> so I will say, I don't know any, I personally enjoy vacation. Yeah. You haven't been on a vacation. I a haven't vacation been on that's a, ended poorly. Yeah, yeah. I haven't been on a poorly ended vacation. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's cute. It's intimate. And if you're, you know, the girls group canceled on you and, you know, God's culture has sold out this trip. <laughs> Grab your grab your boo and go somewhere cute. It don't gotta be long. It'll be a nice little you know short weekend. Something cute. Exactly. Yeah. Live your best life, honestly. And you know, if it's not your bae, bring your friend, bring your mom, Cation, bring your sister. Exactly. There's always someone, you know, if you don't have a bae. Or you know. Or just travel with us. (laughs) (laughs) At the end of the day, I think that's what we're saying here. Uh, I think we touched on everything. Cool. So, if y'all have any questions about travel, yeah, if you are trying to join us, we're actually about to release a, a new getaway. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So, you know, we have New York. Save your coins. We have Bali coming up in May. So, we have something <laughs> at the end of the year ready for y'all. 
Yes. Get your, you know, we like our, our deposits are $200 and that's it. You know, get your $200. Listen. Together. Start your traveling trips now. Okay? Honestly, oh, we didn't talk about like how people could save. A quick oh. tip is um, if you bank with Chase, this is what I do, is I schedule for a percentage of my um, check every week to go into a second account. And you do that. Honestly, you save if you save 10 percent of your check. Right. You could you could pay for a four hundred dollar flight in a couple of weeks. Yeah. You know, like it, it could be super simple. Like if you only put 50 dollars in a week. By the end of the month, you can buy a flight somewhere. Right. Just don't touch that money. Then you bought your flight. Now you keep that $50 saving and you have money to get your hotel in another month. Right. And you you take your time. Yeah. I literally use the app called Digit. Oh, Digit too. I have a travel thing on Digit. I literally have a a credit card savings plan. Yes, I started doing that too. Listen. Oh, good finances all 2020. All 2020, okay? Literally, it takes out the money and you won't even know. They got one for your loans too. Yeah, mine's is on pause because I don't got it. Oh, girl, I got to pause mine, too. But let me just tell you, though. <laughs> it would be like $3 deposited in your... And let me tell you something. $3. And they paid directly? So it's my student loan. Oh, from yeah. Digit? Yeah. Oh, wow. I paid so far, I paid $20 to my loans. That's awesome, but though. I wasn't paying... Anything. Not nothing. <laughs> <laughs> so... <laughs> Ain't no name. Um... But yeah, it chips away at your student loans, it chip away at your credit cards. You can put money aside to travel, have a rainy day fund. You can pay your phone bill on here. It's a lot you can do with Digit. Okay? No, honestly. And what See, is it like three dollars a month or something? Yeah, yeah, I didn't even know they charged until I saw it used that to charge. Be free. But, but it's okay. I understand. You know they, they gotta, gotta make, make money. Somehow. They gotta make money. It can't always be free. Yeah. But yeah, save your coins. Take your time. Make a payment plan. Make a schedule. Traveling is attainable. Yeah. You can do this. You can Pinterest, like, little ways to save. Like, when I was first trying to save my money, that's what I did. Like, it would be, like, $3 today, $4 tomorrow, $5 the next day, $2 the next day, $3. You know what I'm saying? It's, like, it's ways to, like, get your money up little by little in a way that's attainable. Right. I'm still working on getting my money up. So, we were really, I'm speaking in real time. <laughs> like, do Hello. not let me. We are taking baby steps Okay? Here. Like, don't, I'm not fronting on you, I swear. And then, oh, I wanted to touch on really, really quickly. Um, there are some countries and locations that aren't really safe for us to travel to. You know, there's a lot of travel bans. Just make sure you're up to date on those things because, you know, just like it's dangerous here, it's dangerous anywhere. It's it a little dangerous. more dangerous. Yeah. yeah, you know what I'm saying? Wherever you travel. So safety is like number one. So just make sure that, you know, you know where you're going mm-hmm. and... You have a plan and you gave someone your number and you're not like, you know. I share my location with (coughs) someone at all times. Like, there, my mom has my location at all times. If she can't get a hold of me somewhere, she can at least say the last time that, you know, we have a known location is X, Y, and Z. Right, Um, right. Share your location. I always share my itinerary with my mom. She knows when my flight is supposed to take off, when it's supposed to land, like, when it's supposed to get back to America. Like, she knows everything. So, pick a designated So important. So yeah. important. And know if you need to get a visa for your, the countries that you're going to. Oh, yeah. So do that research as well. Yeah, but, definitely. Yeah. There's a lot to learn. Well, eventually, we could do a part two. It's a, yeah. it's a lot of, you know, things that go into travel. But those are the basics. And, yeah. Should you guys have a question, DM us. Yeah. Let us know. 
All right, fresh face this week um, is the is wow. It's a lot of fresh going on. <laughs> fresh is the brand, and the product is the Rose Deep Hydration Moisturizer. So, um, if you know me in person, obviously I care a lot about skincare and healthy, glowing skin. My skin is dry. I am a crusty, dusty person. Okay. <laughs> Well, maybe me as a person is not, not dusty, dusty, but I'm very dry. Like I, that's why I use butters and oils and creams. Like I don't lose use regular lotion on on my body and on my face. Like by midday, if I don't use like some intense hydration, like around my nose, will start to peel. And I don't like looking like I just did something inappropriate with my nose. You know what I'm saying? Like it shouldn't be <laughs> crusting off in the middle of the daytime. <laughs> so. <laughs> Obviously, I'm always looking for like the next big thing. And I know y'all heard me talk about hyaluronic acid before. I still use the serum from The Ordinary. Um, oh, I love that, by the way. Right? Yeah. Um, but I got introduced to hyaluronic acid through Neutrogena's Hydro Boost products because I was using that moisturizer. But then I felt like, you know, you have to rotate your products because things work for a little bit and then they don't end up working. Anyway, right. fast forward to 2020. Um, I tried Fresh's Rose Deep Hydration Moisturizer and it's not like so, it's not like oily at all. So you don't, when you put it on, you don't like, you're not slick, but you do have like a shine to you. There's a gel cream consistency and it has hyaluronic acid in it. So let me just explain to y'all real quick what hyaluronic acid does since we're talking about it. Basically what it does is when you put it on your skin over the course of the day, it pulls the um, H2O out of the air. Um, and moisturizes your skin. If and it only works that way if you um, live in an area that has that's a little humid or has like some sort of like moisture in the air. If you have I don't know um, humidifier going at your desk or something like that. If you live in a dry area and you use hyaluronic acid on your face, what it does is it'll suck the moisture out of your skin. And that's when people talk about having adverse effects of hyaluronic acid. So what you want to do always, always when you apply products with hyaluronic acid in them, make sure your face is damp before you put the product on. So I personally use Mario Badescu's facial spray or I'll use like a rose water spray. And while my face is still damp, then I'll put my products on that have hyaluronic acid. And that way, no matter if there's humidity in the air, if there's moisture in the air or not, the hyaluronic acid won't suck the water out of my face. I think that's important to say because right. when I wasn't doing that, remember there was a time where I, I randomly you always have, have perfect skin. I'm not even no, but remember that, like my face like itch really bad. And I thought I was having an um, oh, allergic, allergic reaction, reaction to oh, yeah, something. Y'all yeah, yeah. underneath my eyes was so red. I had to freeze water bottles and rub my face because I had to itch it so bad. Gosh, it feels yeah, like an allergic that. reaction. So just make sure your face is damp before you use. Oh, that's what was happening? Hyaluronic acid serum. It, it's diluted in moisturizer, so you, you really wouldn't have that problem. I say all this to say, by the end of the day, so I put my face on around 8 o'clock. By the time I get home at 7.30, I'm not crusty. Yeah, you're not dry. And it's all thanks to this moisturizer, because that's what I've been using for the past month. And I bought the sample size from Sephora, but now I'm about to go back and get the big girl size. Because, <laughs> you know, it runs out quick when you right. use moisturizer twice a day. So you can buy this at Sephora, Blue Mercury, Fresh's website. I'll probably go to um, Blue Mercury because there's one uh, near my house and that's where I like to go because I like the ladies in there. 
<laughs> but um, yeah, that's Fresh Face this week. If you like it, try it out. Let me know. The sample is $15. Or you can just ask Sephora to give you a little bit. But obviously, you're not going to get enough to wear for a month. Right. But yeah, test it out. Let me know how you like it. Tag us in the stuff if you try it. If you hate it, let me know too. It's not going to deter me from using it because it works for my skin. But hey, everybody's skin reacts differently. Um, let me make sure I wash my face and use your product before I leave. <laughs> <laughs> so I can see if I need to go get me some. Um, Self-care this week. Okay, so January has been a very rough month for me. I literally have been sick for 30 days and it has varied from like multiple different (laughs) sicknesses and it was very hard. Like my body was very weak. I was like beat up. So like this is like the first week where I feel like 100% back to normal. So my dad took me to the spa. That was nice. I know. It was so fun. I got an hour long foot massage. What spa did you go to? It's in Englewood. It's not like a um sojo. No, no, no. It's just literally like a hand and feet spa. Nice. So like you could get a full body or you could get like they have like comfy chairs and they do like foot massages, nice. like those type of things. Yeah. So it was like amazing. And I really needed it. You went today? Is no, it? I went Tuesday. That's that might be why you feel better. You know, like so reflexology, like how yeah. like it affects your, organs your yeah and your body parts that that hour massage could have been wild. literally transformed yeah. yeah transformed and I just like um literally in their in their space like I was looking at like a foot and they show you like what each portion does yeah. to like affect like you feeling better and like they give you water and a blanket and it was just like really yeah. like what I needed yeah so I'm like I'm just had that I know I'm so happy so yeah I'm really pumped up and like ready and excited to start well the week is almost over but <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready to like just you know February through December is my 2020 mm-hmm. so yeah claim it we starting over it's lit yeah that's awesome I'm glad you're feeling better I yeah so much better I've just you been like a damper. You've been going through it. Honestly. I think I was one of the people who was like, you sure you just you might need to go to the doctor. <laughs> Literally. So. Been um, to the doctor about three times this month. Paid a bunch of co-pays. Mm, like, I'm glad done. I have my girl back. <laughs> yes, it's time to go out. I'm ready to drink. <laughs> I'm ready to drink. There she is. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, self-care for this week uh, or this time i guess so i just wanted to circle back i feel like i talked about this a little bit before but i'm here to tell y'all that i'm done testing it out and um we can't it's in 2020 we can't be living with painful periods periods ladies okay i know that there are conditions that make them super painful and actually i can't remember how to pronounce it but they try to say i had that in middle school and they try and give me birth control at 13 and I'm glad my mom didn't put me on it because birth control, I got on birth control as an adult and it fucked me up. So I can only imagine what ha- what would have happened had I started birth control at 13 for periods. There are some natural ways to get around from have get around having terribly painful periods, okay? Yeah. Everybody knows the whole eating well working out thing, right? That's fair. You know, I thought it was a fluke, but you know, you when you um last year 2018 i didn't eat meat for for six months and i didn't have a painful period at all in that six months oh wow right so i'm like okay that was the first thing i was made that made me feel like oh if you change some things you do some things differently like yeah. the period it, it, you know is not as bad but let me tell you the key to all of this is cotton cotton tampons okay yeah so 
for maybe six months, I was testing like used cotton a couple days, used organic, ta- yeah, like organic cotton a couple days, used Tampax a couple days, and I would switch from like using it, using organic cotton at the beginning of my period and like at the end of my period just to see if like it makes a difference. Because obviously, your first few days are the most painful; they're the heaviest. Yeah. Like shit's really getting popping in there, y'all. I used organic, when I realized it was real, I used organic tampons, organic cotton tampons for like two days. That's when my period is the worst. That's when I'm in the most pain. It's when I'm most tired. Whereas the fatigue didn't change. Um, The cramps were almost not even there. Like obviously you feel pressure because something's happening down there, but it's not, I wasn't doubled over. Like there are times where I had to bring... Um, heating pad like those patches I have to bring them to work because I can't walk around with a heating pad you know what I'm saying so wasn't bad on day three I used Tampax because I ran out of the organic cotton right period cramps skyrocketed I'm like that makes no sense by day three your period's winding down mm-hmm. like at this point it's light like you don't even really need like a, a tampon a, a, you sh- at this point like you need like a light or you need like a panty liner yeah I'm like, the, the way my cramps are hitting at day three with this regular tampon don't make sense. So I had to obviously get through the day with regular tampons because that's all I had. And after work, I bought the organic cotton ones. It was like night and day. Mm. You know, so I would do that for a couple of months because I'm like, there's no way that like, th- it all looks the same. You know what I'm saying? I was getting the co- the tampons before that like didn't have a scent and stuff like that just to be obviously safer. But when you transition to like Cora or Love Begins with L or Lola, like all these other brands that have like organic cotton tampons, you honestly see a difference in your cramps. And I'm here to tell y'all I'm an evangelist <laughs> about organic cotton tampons, y'all. We are not plugging ourselves with perfume sticks anymore. You know, if your tampons got bells and whistles and lines and all this stuff and colors and stuff, get rid of it. Because it makes yeah. a difference. The dyes make a difference. Even if they're not scented. Like, I was buying unscented tampons for this reason. Nix it. And you don't have to get the most expensive one. Um, Love begins with L. I think I pay $7. I get 30 tampons. 32 tampons. Oh, that's not bad. Cora is a little expensive. You know, Cora likes to um, $15 for, like, 12 tampons or something like that. And, no, that's not true. Maybe, like, eight dollars or something for like 15 tampons so get love begins with l or cora if you want to send us some tampons and we'll give away a code you know that too we can give away a discount code if y'all want all i'm saying is whether it's cora whether it's lola whether it's love begins with l second generation isn't that what it's called third generation something generation (laughs) um organic cotton tampons are the way to go and i haven't noticed like they do their job. Let's just see. I'm not going to get into graphics. but See, I want to get some, but I just like you last year. No, okay. not yet. But last year I bought like a large box from BJ's and I'm still using that large box. Like, And I'm like, what am I going to do with all these tampons if I just go buy more? I'm going to have a whole closet full of tampons. Give them away. Donate them. I Take guess. them to um, I can donate a them. coffee shop that you go to or something and put it in the bathroom. Mm, that's smart. Okay, cool. You know, for the girls who are you buying me my first pack of organic cotton tampons and something? You let me know when that period is coming. I will send you that money. Yeah, I will. Ask and you shall receive, y'all. Did y'all hear me? Ask Mm -hmm. and you shall receive. Yeah, I will give you that money for them tampons, girl, because it would change your life. 
I'm ready. Because I was tired of being on, you know. I'm ready. The in pain gang. Yeah. Time for the period to happen. Full yeah. transparency. Sorry for the men who listen to sh- Not sorry for the men who listen to the <laughs> yeah, show. Y'all need, y'all need to, know, need to this. know. We suffer, okay? Y'all need to know this. My attitude gets stank. That don't change. And don't fast forward. <laughs> <laughs> Got time for this shit. <laughs> yeah. The emotions don't change, but the pain changes. That I can say. Child. So... That is our episode for today. This was, was a long this? one, an hour and 20 minutes. Oh, okay. That's okay. That's so long, but yeah. it's okay. There There's was some valuable things shared here. And okay? there was so much more we could have talked about, but we we're just like, we'll make a part two. Yeah. Um, one last spot left for New York. Dropping our next getaway soon. soon. Get your two points salad. Get your money together because this is gonna be a good one. And I feel like I say that all the time, but this one is a good plans, one. Y'all. We give y'all payment plans. Who yes. y'all know do that? And like, comment, subscribe, do all that stuff. And Tell we'll actually you see think. you next week because we have an episode dropping and there will be a guest on the show. Oh yes, we have a guest. Finally, I'm tired of it just being us. You know? Oh, I'm so, so excited. It's not, you'll hear a masculine <laughs> perspective. Okay, so that's a wrap. Thanks for tuning in, guys.